a papori of motorsport today on Inside Motorsport. I hope you'll stay with us. Lachlan Mansell joins us on the line and Lachlan, Wakefield Park played host to a very interesting historic meeting. Indeed, we played host to the 40th anniversary of Australia's first all-historic race meeting which was held at the now defunct Amaru Park circuit way back in 1976. So commemorated 40 years since that race meeting and at Wakefield Park we had a massive assortment of pre-1961 cars and motorcycles over 200 entries received the weekend and um, the cars in particular dated all the way back to Model T Fords that were over 100 years old. So it's great racing but also just amazing to see the camaraderie between the competitors and also a, um, a fantastic turnout of spectators as well. One of the largest crowds that we've had at Wakefield Park in recent memory with uh, people from all generations flocking to the circuit to check out the beautiful historic machinery. Mm -hmm. In 40 years, historic motor racing has really become quite a popular event. I think one of the things that makes it so popular, Craig, is the fact that it appeals to all different generations because you've got the older people who like to reminisce about the cars that they grew up with but then you've got the younger generation people who want to see what it was like to be racing back in the olden days. So, um, you know, we had a lot of families at Wakefield over the weekend with kids, parents and grandparents all turning out at the circuit to check out the beautiful old cars and bikes. Was it open wheelers as well as sedans and bikes? Well, it was. In fact, there weren't a whole lot of sedans, to be honest. Uh, in the cars, it was very much sports cars and some of the earlier open wheel type cars that were participating in both racing and regularity. So the sorts of cars that we had were cars like the MGTC, the Austin 7, and then uh, you had the very early days of prototype sports cars, things like Elfin Streamliners um, that were among the first purpose-built racing cars. And then in the motorcycles, you had um, a lot of the, the bikes from the pre-World War II era, which were basically built up from a variety of different components that people just found around the place. And you had the sidecars. We had them racing as well. And, and the sidecars were amazing to watch because the rider has to ride fast, but the passenger has to lean at all different angles to make sure that the, the vehicle can corner properly. Yeah, there's a, quite a skill that we don't see all that often these days in uh, contemporary motor racing. Now, Lockie, interestingly enough, since we last spoke, Winton Motor Raceway, the sister circuit for Wakefield Park, or really the big daddy circuit, uh, it has been announced that the V8 supercars will continue on racing there, and that, that's great news for that uh, northeastern part of Victoria. And great to have support from the Victorian state government as well, who've made a funding contribution to enable the supercars to return in 2017. The government's going to assist with promotion of the event. Supercars are also going to assist the Benalla Auto Club with promotion of the event. And it's an endorsement from the government about the benefit that that particular race meeting brings to the northeastern Victorian region. Now, Lachlan, last weekend at Winton, very interesting in the history of Formula Ford where we had a different sanctioning body from CAMS being the host of a round of the National Formula Ford Series. Big news it was too, the first time since the introduction of National Formula Ford back in 1970 that a round of the series has not been sanctioned by CAMS. It was actually sanctioned instead by the AASA, the Australian Auto Sport Alliance, which is part of the Benalla Auto Club group. 
great that the AASA have recognised Formula Ford as being the exceptional development category that it is and the still the most popular pathway for young drivers out of go-karts who aspire to a professional racing career. And on the track, it was good as well because we had plenty of entertainment throughout the weekend. Young Jordan Boy is claiming his first round victory in the National Formula Ford Series, but Leanne Tanner finishing second overall and maintaining her lead in the National Formula Ford Series of 32 points with one round to go. And if Leanne can hold it together for the final round, which is down at Phillip Island on the last weekend of November at the Island Magic Race meeting, she has the potential to create a very special piece of history for herself and become the first female driver to win a National Australian Series. Yeah, it's interesting the way that Formula Ford has been uh, approached since its uh, much, much vaunted axing from championship status. But uh, Jordan Boys, you mentioned about how car it's a step from karting, and Jordan Boys had been a young carter for many years, working his way up through the ranks and now putting those skills to good use and I guess the weekend was a chance for him to really show his his wares. Indeed. So he's done things like the Rotax Pro Tour and um, some of the AKA go-kart series as well over the years. You've also got young Jaden Ojeda, who's stepped up from go-karts into Formula Ford, and he's a quick young driver as well. He set the lap record at Winton over the weekend. And, and the other standout performer for mine was Will Brown, who... Uh, again, finished on the podium for the weekend. He's contesting three different national series this year. Will Brown running in the Australian CAMS JCO Australian Formula 4 Championship, the Toyota 86 Series and the Australian Formula Ford Series. And out of those three series, he's leading two of them at the moment and coming second in the other one. So really demonstrating that he has the ability to jump between different types of race cars and adapt quickly to all of them. Mm. And Leanne Tander coming off the back of her husband's success, Garth, down at Sandown a week or so ago. Yeah, well, obviously with everything that's happened with Garth in terms of his contractual situation with Walkinshaw, I think it was um, a nice happy moment for the Tander family that Leanne walked away from Winton with such a good result because apart from that, it was very much an emotional highs and lows of motorsport sort of week for the Tander family. In the other passion of yours, which is offshore, Formula One has come out of its summer hiatus and had some interesting results. It's really fascinating how this championship's playing out, isn't it, Craig? Because we saw Nico Rosberg dominant at the start of the year, established a massive points buffer over Hamilton, which Hamilton then reeled in. Rosberg was starting to make mistakes. Hamilton looks like he was going to gain the ascendancy. But then in the last few events, it's been all Rosberg and he's fought his way back into the championship lead. So I'm telling you what, we are set for an absolute climactic finish to this season and it looks like it's going to come right down to the very last race of the year in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, and all the while the smiling assassin Daniel Ricciardo has been picking up some very solid results with uh, podiums and really putting the cat amongst the pigeons, or should I say the cat among the three-star pigeons of the Mercedes drivers. There's no doubt that every time Daniel Ricciardo jumps in the F1 car, he gets the absolute most out of that car. And even with the challenge presented by his young teammate Max Verstappen this year, he's still been, overall, the quicker of the two Red Bull drivers. And 
um, a lot of commentators who are far more of an expert in Formula One than I am are saying that he's the very best driver on the grid at the moment. So we can only hope that with the regulation changes for next year, from an Australian point of view, that the Red Bull becomes more competitive and gives Ricardo the opportunity to win races more frequently and fight for the championship. Now, it looked like Ferrari had turned the corner, but just the last few races, they haven't seem to be as strong as what the uh, Red Bulls have been, of course, and everyone's chasing the, the Mercedes. Yeah, well, overall, you'd have to say that the Red Bulls are probably slightly stronger package than the Ferrari at the moment. They've still got their strengths and weaknesses on different tracks. The Red Bulls' traditional strength has been its aero and its cornering. And the Ferrari's probably a bit better in the circuits that have got slower corners and longer straights. Um, Kimi Raikkonen's done a good job this year. Um, a lot of people were questioning whether he should have retained his Ferrari drive, but he's been every bit as quick for most of the season as uh, Sebastian Vettel. So he's, he's driven pretty well. Um, and obviously the other thing we should mention is some of the changes that are taking place in Formula 1 for next year. Felipe Massa's retiring, Jensen Button stepping aside at McLaren, we don't know who's going to replace Massa at Williams. We know that Stoffel Van Dorn will be filling the second seat at McLaren for next year alongside Fernando Alonso. So still a bit to play out in the F1 silly season as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting times ahead. Lachlan, always a pleasure. And uh, we should mention that people can have a listen to you up there at the mountain for the V8 Ute Series, which is going to be uh, a major part of the support package in two weeks' time. Lachlan Mansell joining us there on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.